ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Chris and Andre Show. Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode 40 of the Chris and Andre Show. I'm Andre. And I'm Chris. That's it? Sure. Um, the big 4-0. Yeah, I know, right? Here we are again on our own. Yeah. I'm excited. <laughs> uh, it's almost a year, right, of, of doing all these episodes? So, yeah, I think uh, we were talking about it earlier uh, the last week, I think. Um, I want to say it was right. It was It was like the New Year's Christmas, the Christmas New Year's break. Yeah. I think uh, it was like the 30th or something like that when we recorded our first, because I know it was, 19, it was 2019, because you were all, I, you know, 2020, I got a good feeling about this. And then everything <laughs> went downhill from there. Christy still says that it's our fault because we went to a masquerade ball. Um, so, and like, you know, it's a superstition that whatever you do for New Year's Eve, that's how you'll spend the next year. And since we were wearing masks, that's why we're having to wear masks for all of 2020 now. Which I think is a stretch, but you know, like, it's... yeah, because I was gonna say, what you have COVID? <laughs> like... No, no, but I mean, like, we're wearing, you know, like, it's a different type of mask, but yeah, you know, like, it's was... like when you're doing uh, the tarot card readings, which I'm sure you're really into. You seem like a guy that would be really into tarot card readings and spending his time and money on that. Um, you know, it's like you can twist whatever it is to kind of fit the the things that have happened in your life right like you it's what it really is is more of a way for you to kind of maybe like think about problems or you know approach things than it is like actual fortune telling at least that's yeah i'm I'm not very superstitious um and i yeah i think that stuff will send you right to hell (laughs) (laughs) what superstition is gonna and tarot cards will send you straight to hell I, i don't know i'm just not into that like um okay but there's a pretty big step from I'm just not that into that <laughs> to that stuff will send you straight to hell I'm just That's saying right. like I went 0 to like 100 like I I, <laughs> I went through all the gears on that one so yeah okay yeah let's talk about technology So how's your how's your week been Uh I was going to say, I mean, you're pretty chippy, so. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) So I know we talked last week that I'm working on, um, like, uh, on an API. And this is the part where, like, my brain has to transition. Because as usual, usual, I'm learning something as I'm doing it, right? Um, Every now and then I try to, I have to remember that, I still have to learn while I'm doing it. Like my brain just like goes to the next step and then I, I park in the speed bump all the time. So yeah, that's why I'm kind of chippy today, but I've got a lot of stuff done, which is really cool. And um, I'm really glad that I'm actually using the same backend that uh, Pinterest uses. Uh, it's a platform called uh, Django. It's a Python framework for the web. Do you know that and- I actually spent some time working with Django? In the past, you were expecting yeah. some sort of like shitty comment, but it, this was just a legitimate, like, relevant. <laughs> well, I mean, you know, it's one of those like, 
hey, you said something that I also did, so let me relate everything back to me because I'm a selfish piece of shit that only cares about no, myself. No, I, I remember that part of... <laughs> Part of the platform at E area that they built, there was a version that was written in Django. So yeah, well, and like uh, the the website that we built for the software product at one point was all Django. That's the little bit of like PHP that you know because it's it's similar, right? No, it's it's it? Python. Oh, Python. That's right. That's right. That's Python. Um, and one of the lead developers that worked there. Uh, Big shout out to, I'm going to say his name, Hernani, miss you, bro. Um, he's a big Python guy also. So I was looking yeah. through our, um, our stats recently and saw that we had a listener in Portugal somewhere. So I'm guessing that was one of our former coworkers at E area. <laughs> yeah. Hernani, like, yeah, he actually, um, uh, I don't know. He's just like a, a good mentor when it comes to, to development more down to earth and more of a practical developer. So we always hung out and, you know, when he would come to the States and just kind of encourage me that I was in the right track a lot of the times. <laughs> no, so, he was a good dude. I loved, yeah. I loved her. Not well, he so. still is. He's not. Well, dead. yeah. So I'm sorry. I just, yeah, <laughs> I don't get to see him anymore. So yeah, that's the crappy part about uh, not being on LinkedIn is that I don't have a way to, you know, reach out to a few people, but yeah, I'll figure it out. Yeah. Yeah. Social media is not for you. Trust me. Yeah. So how about you? How was your, how has your week been so far or last week? Oh, well, um, so I started seeing a chiropractor to (laughs) try and help me with some of my back issues that I've been experiencing. Um, and that's been pretty good so far. You know, like I did three sessions with him last week, but you know, it's one of those where, like I do the three sessions, I feel good after the sessions, I ice my back so that, you know, it's not getting all inflamed and stuff. But then because my muscles are, according to him, you know, like adjusting to the new positions, like I get flare ups sometimes of like really kind of like burning kind of like muscle pain. And it's, you know, he's like, well, it's the scar tissue is trying to repair itself, yeah. you know? And so it's like, it's called you're out of shape. He's saying that in a very nice way. Oh yeah. I mean, I, I absolutely am. Um, but I just noticed like we went running yesterday morning and we didn't run Saturday or Sunday. We took the weekend off from running and I think Friday it has rained. And so we ended up just doing like our living room dance. And I think I ended up sitting it out cause I there wasn't feeling super great that morning anyways. So it's been right. a couple of days since we, since I had exercised, and we got up and went running Monday, and it was like every step that I took, it felt like my shoulders were gonna fall off of my back. I don't know, <laughs> like it just like the muscles up there were just like, dude, this is not what you're supposed to be doing right now. Right. <laughs> um, and so I took it pretty easy, but uh, I'm feeling better today. I mean, I I had a session, but even like before I went in. I was starting to feel a little bit better. So, um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, he says it's going to take like three or four months. Apparently my hips are pretty misaligned. My tailbone is at like a 45 degree angle Wow. from where it's supposed. Yeah. I mean like my, I have one fully functional muscle or uh, bone segment in my neck. The rest of them are all stuck basically and not moving in either one or both directions that they're supposed to. <laughs> 
but yeah. So, but I, I say all of that to say that it has been, I feel better. I feel great. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, I feel okay. Uh, it's a process. I'm, you know, I'm not expecting to feel amazing. Um, but I don't know, man, like last week was just exhausting. Uh, like on a couple of different levels, like I just dealing with personal stuff, you know, in home, like I'll, I'll, I'll be perfectly honest. It's been very difficult recently, uh, trying to figure out education for a first grader in the midst of a pandemic, because Like the online stuff worked okay for the second half of kindergarten, but I feel like where they are with their expectations and kind of demands for right. first graders, I'll be, like, I think it's way out of line. Like I sat in on one small group session this afternoon where they were working on like, you know, reading and identifying parts of speech and stuff. And I don't know. I like, I know that everybody's having a hard time, but it just seemed like the teacher was kind of like, you know, like when kids weren't answering the questions correctly or, you know, like maybe raising their hand and then asking a pointless question, like getting really frustrated. Yeah. And I guess you'd have to think about like for everybody involved, it's, it's probably, a lot unsettling, you know. It is, um, and I so, mean, what, like on Monday they're getting ready to have students go back into the buildings. So, like elementary, like uh, you know, sixth sixth grade and under, I think, are going to be full time back in the building. But I'm not my kid because I signed her up yeah. for the <laughs> the full year of virtual academy. But um, I I can't even imagine for teachers how are they supposed to manage both of that, right? Like teaching in person and then also teaching online like i, I, I saw an article where uh basically somebody was talking about that and teachers are burning out pretty quick um i'm sure i mean like and that's where i'm so divided because on one hand like i get it that it sucks for teachers but at the same time like you know it's my kid and so I'm like, yeah you get know, it right well <laughs> yeah that's what you want to say I want to I want to know what I can do to help, right? And I've been trying I think more recently to have, you know, as much to talk to the teacher as much as I can to understand what's going on and where she is feeling like Helena needs improvement so that I can try and and figure out whether it's me or the, you know, cuz she's also at like an assistance program um if it's the teachers there being able to do something to help her. Cause I think part of it is like these kids, I mean, it's at seven years old, the more time she spends in front of a screen, the more zombie like she tends to become, whether it's a computer or television or a tablet or a phone is just like, huh? And I sat there this afternoon because they were having some internet issues at the center that she was at. So I picked her up early and brought her home and sat in on her last meeting and I could just tell, like, she's exhausted by 3.15. And they're asking kids to sit there and do a 30-minute class meeting, you know? And it's, I, I mean, like... So what time does school start? Nine. 
So it goes from like nine to three thirty-five. Nine oh five to three thirty-five, I think, is the is the school day. Yeah, I can see that as being kind of taxing for a kid. I mean, it's a lot, I think, for a seven-year-old, and especially when you're asking them to do it on a screen. And then the other element that I think comes in is that you have kids in certain situations where the only you know computer, the only place where they can be is in like a living room, and they have right. other younger siblings who are who that also happens to be their playroom. And so right. while the teacher is trying to talk, you've got all of this background noise going on. And I mean, in these like small group settings, the teachers want the mics unmuted because the kids are supposed to be answering and kind of like, you know, engaging in a dialogue about what they're talking about. But it's hard. Yeah, And, and again, like I, I can only imagine from a teacher's perspective sitting there trying to manage all of that on top of being like an IT, you know, person like yeah. all these new applications that they're having to figure out, trying to figure out like how do I keep the kids engaged so that they're not just staring at a screen and listening to me talk for, you know, 6 hours in a day. Um but it's it uh, you know, it's it's hard as a parent too to sit here and and feel sometimes like you don't have a lot of control or input over kind of how things are going i on on one hand i'm sitting here going like college athletes aren't getting taxed for a year of eligibility this year why are we expecting first graders to progress at the same rate that they normally would you know like i mean i hate to say it but is it is it that big of a deal if we cut them a little bit of slack this year given the circumstances yeah, I don't have an answer. I'm, I'm just yes, kind of great. Do. Come on, like you, <laughs> you have an answer, and your answer is, no, I'm not cutting them any slack. Kids ought to be yeah. performing <laughs> twice as well in the home as they are at school. Like, uh, come on, I want to hear it. <laughs> I mean, I I don't because I'm trying to be like I don't, I. So teachers that decide to be teachers, they probably did so with the thought that they would interact with this, the kids one-on-one at some level. So I'm sure it's hard on them and I'm sure it's a stressor. You know, I keep hearing a lot of people, they're struggling with the working from home thing a lot. And I, I kind of get it. I, I just kind of think that it's going to be an adjustment period. And especially for, especially for younger children, I would assume it's a little bit easier or a lot easier in what with like fifth grade and up. And I would just you know, my heart goes out to teachers teaching fourth grade down. <laughs> like I, I don't have a solve for that. It just sounds tough, you know? Yeah. Um, it's time for politics. You know, and it's, um, it's unfortunate because I think we wouldn't, we wouldn't necessarily find ourselves in this place right now if we'd had uh some competent leadership <laughs> leadership at some point early on um yeah but i guess that was the other thing that pretty that kind of dragged me down a little bit last week was i i watched the both uh well, i guess we <laughs> talked about the vice presidential debate last time but i watched the town halls um in their entirety the day after they aired live and first off i just want to say how happy I was to hear that Joe Biden's ratings were higher than Donald Trump's. 
Oh, I know that had to burn him a lot. Exactly. And I know that he was going to go to the like, oh, well, if you count MSNBC and CNBC (laughs) and all these other affiliates, then yeah, I really, but whatever, dude, on a broadcast television, you got your ass kicked by Sleepy Joe. Uh, The whole thing. I mean, like I, I wasn't super impressed with the moderator for that. I thought like, Yes, she asked follow-up questions. She didn't just like, oh, okay, another lie. We'll just move on. But it was like one follow-up question. He'd feed her another lie or just deflect. And it was like, okay, well, we got to move on. You know, like I I feel like, you know, at some point you got to be like, okay, that's not true. And now we're going to move on. (laughs) Yeah, I don't know if I, uh, like, I, here's what I will say. I think he, he was barking up the wrong tree when he tried to attack savannah guthrie i mean she's she's like an oprah level with suburban wives and suburban women so it's like you gotta you gotta reel that back in dude (laughs) it's like two days later he was begging suburban women to vote for him yeah suburban women please vote for me please like me i saved saved your damn neighborhood yeah vote for me or i'll tear it down I, i don't get I don't get how he really tries to really like connect themselves with actions. Like he's done nothing. Like, I don't think he understands the job still, you know, he's not telling Indiana or, or Nebraska or Virginia, Hey, go and create 10,000 new jobs in this County. He's not doing that. I mean, he didn't save anything. He's an, he's a, uh, yeah, I, that, that that annoys me. I, I agree with you there. And like, I, I know that, you know, when he was like, that's cute, Savannah. I'm like, yo, what what are we doing, bro? Like, you're an idiot. <laughs> He's just an idiot. Yeah. Uh, I mean, the week before you had, you know, like the Mike Pence, uh, Kamala Harris interaction where she was like, you know, please don't interrupt me. I'm speaking. So you, you know, women kind of being like, woo. And then the very following week you have Trump like constantly interrupting and berating. I mean, I, I don't know who told him that one leg down one leg up leaning to the, I mean, like somebody made the comment that he looked like he was ready to bolt off the stage at any moment, you know, and it's like, but he looked, I recorded a section because I was like flipping through something. I was getting highlights, you know, like or, or notifications from Google about the thing. And then I was like, all right, well, I'm going to go to Twitter and see what's going on. I want to see what everybody is saying about this. And I saw some of the live feed, but I didn't have the audio on. I just recorded it on my phone and I went back and watched it. And like, I just, without any of the audio, he just looked so angry. You know, and I think like that's where he's at right now. He's so angry that he's in this position that that his tax records are coming out, that he's going to lose this election, that everybody is turning on him. Finally, that, you know, like all of these things are finally kind of happening. And I think he's just like really pissed off about it. But there's absolutely nothing he can do. It's he's done all this stuff to himself. You know, the tax records, he tried to pawn that off as he, he's under levered. <laughs> but, but it's like, dude, 400 million and some change you owe somebody 
And um, actually, I want to say I was a New York Times or Wall Street Journal. Said it's more like a billion. Yeah, it's like nine hundred twenty-two million dollars. Yeah, like will come due all during his if he was to be reelected his next term. Yeah, I'm like, you're not underlevered. <laughs> yeah, you're, <laughs> I, don't even, I don't even want to say that. It just sounds so stupid. Um, uh, <laughs> but this is where he's always kind of been, where it's like, okay, you you quote unquote own these properties that you actually have huge liens and outstanding loans against. So yeah, like, yeah, (laughs) your name is on it. Right. But you're not, I mean, this whole idea that he is under leveraged (laughs) is, I mean, and this is, but again, right. At at what point do you not just kind of go, okay, I need to see some proof. You know, I mean, like, this is the dude who for how long sat there and ranted and raved about Obama's birth certificate. And yet, you know, the $750 a year tax return, that's illegal. They can't get that. You know, I mean, he's he's on camera saying if I get elected or, you know, if I if I become the nominee, I'll release my tax record. Sure. No problem. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah, No problem. Okay, Four years later. Well, I, I can't. Because I'm, I'm under still audit. under audit. Okay. Yeah. The IRS is being very bad to me. Very, very bad to me. There are no. He said they're very unfair. Very unfair. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, because everybody knows the IRS is an incredibly political organization. Yeah. He he's just a. I don't know, man. Like he has the same adjectives he throws out all the time. Um, his yeah, collective, the, the you know, dirty car salesman. Yeah, his collective pronouns piss me off. Like every time I hear him say, a lot of people are saying, you know, many people, you know, I keep hearing from a lot of people. Who are these people, man? Like, like, put them out. Tell me who they are. I one mean, name. One name. Can you name one person? Well, I, I, I don't ask a lot of questions. <laughs> his, uh, I don't know anything about QAnon except for the fact that I know these specific things about QAnon. But I, <laughs> I don't know, know anything anything let me be very clear i know nothing except these things they're nothing. very they're very strongly against pedophilia and i agree with unlike that. the I... rest of america <laughs> i am not a member of QAnon, therefore i must be pro pedophilia <laughs> i'm planning to vote for joe biden so i must be pro pedophilia did you see the crap where the stupid fox news uh host like basically said that equated the fact that the FBI had reassigned somebody from pedophile cases to the, this supposed Hunter Biden email thing as she was like, why would they do that? Unless there's pedophilia involved. Right. So there's probably child pornography on this computer. Like, wow, the leaps and bounds that your brain has to go through. What a, what a, what amazes me is like that's a go-to move. It's it's like literally the go-to move for this guy. You know, it's nothing is based in fact. He's completely pretended or he's pretending like nothing happening right now is under his administration. He keeps saying if Joe Biden gets elected, they're gonna cancel Christmas. What? <laughs> that's where are you getting that from, man? You you would still be in office. 
<laughs> this yeah. Christmas at least. I mean, maybe he's worried about next year. But like, dude, you've been on the naughty list for how long? Like, it it just it's amazing that you know nothing that he says makes sense, and I and I don't I don't want to say deplorable, but there's almost a special brand of stupid that believes this guy. Like, outside of the one issue people, you know, I'm kind of upset with the people that just think he's right and he's done something phenomenal. Even his, his tax cuts are, are a joke. When people keep saying, like, well, he lowered taxes. For who? Like, yeah, you got an extra 25, 50 bucks every paycheck, but your tax bill at the end of the year was higher. Did you remember that? Did you pay attention to that part? Yeah, notice how you didn't get as much of a tax return? Yeah. Yeah, well, so, and then what was it? I love that it, during the Joe Biden town hall, they had the guy that asked the question about, you know, canceling or eliminating the tax, uh, Trump tax cuts. And Biden was like, look, you know, 1.3 trillion or whatever of the $1.6 trillion tax cut went to the top 1%, went to corporations. Yeah. So that's what I'm getting rid of. The, the other stuff, I'm fine leaving in place. You make less than $400,000 a year. You're not your taxes are not going to go up from a federal level. That's the other thing I think people really forget again, right? Is like, where are your taxes going? Is it federal? Is it state? How much of that federal money ends up coming back to your state? Right. Well, if you're Lindsey Graham, it's zero from the ACA. Dude, and I, I actually thought about that whole argument again. I was like, okay, so three three states get 35% of the money from the ACA. Those three states actually pay a majority or they put a majority of the money into the pot for these states. I would imagine that what he really means is that South Carolina comes out at net zero. That what they put in is ultimately what they get back. And it's not that they're putting money in and getting absolutely nothing back. I can almost like... But you know the way that they love to twist words. Like 85% of people that wear masks get COVID. <laughs> I mean, just... 85% of the time, it happens every time. <laughs> what I will say about, again, Washington Town Hall is like, uh, I'm like 70, 75% on board with all the things Biden has to say. I just keep going. I mean, my, like my Biden meter just keeps going up, up, up. Yeah. You know, like... <laughs> My, I actually had a conversation last night about uh, Biden and um, you know, we, I know we've talked about this before in the 94 crime bill, yeah. right? What amazed me was he knew where the bill went wrong and he was able to identify that and own it. I was like, all right, you just ticked up in my, in my brain. And again, Bill never apologized for it. Like, he actually was okay with states opening up more private uh, prisons and, and crap like that. And, you know, that's all a, that's all a shell game. But I was, I, I was impressed that he could actually say, yeah, we got that wrong. But it, it goes back to what I keep saying about bills. Give me the bill for what it needs to be. Don't add stuff onto it. Don't take things away. Right. But negotiate the policy to where it works. Like, what's so hard about that? You know, I mean, you wouldn't think it's it. It is that much. But 
I mean, it's, it tells you how much senators and, and, and other Congress representatives don't work if they can only like pass one bill. Well, right? it's I mean, it's we've gotten to this point. I and maybe maybe I'm wrong, but I feel like in a lot of ways we've gotten to this point in society where you're not allowed to make mistakes anymore. Right. Like whether it's in business or politics or anything like this, if you make a mistake, that's your mistake for life. And what I think you end up with is like on the flip side, because I had the same I had this thought while I was watching the two town halls. And I saw that right after I saw that segment on the Biden one where he was talking about what went wrong with the 94 crime bill. I thought, when have you ever heard Donald Trump admit that he made a mistake, that he was wrong about something? And I like I wish somebody would ask him in that town hall. You know, Mr. Trump, what's one thing that you would change about the first four years of your presidency? What's one mistake you think you made that you would change if you could go back and do it again? Because I almost guarantee you he'd either say something ridiculous, you know, and over the top, like, well, I would have, you know, thrown Joe Biden in jail or it would have been nothing. I did everything I could right. And if you don't understand that, then you're an idiot is basically like his whole mantra at this point. And uh, I don't know, it's, other than the one woman that was sitting directly behind him, uh, that <laughs> just, with yeah, that just wanted to, did you see like they had her all over Fox news the next day and everything. And she's like, I was just glad to be there and to be able to support Mr. Trump. And I was just like, yeah, I mean, I guess you could look at it that way. It, that was like the weirdest thing. Like I, I was watching at home. I was like, who the hell is that woman? What is she doing? I said the exact, like, I mean, it was not like <laughs> 10 minutes into it. Right. Where I'm just like, why every time she just, I was just I'm like, Oh, it blew my mind. I was like, yo, is she really agreeing with like that statement? And then I was like, is she agreeing with that statement? Is she agreeing to everything? No, it's literally everything. And I, I found out she's a failed, uh, well, she ran for Congress in, in uh, Florida. She's a, a immigration attorney in, in somewhere in Miami, I guess. And uh, that's her thing. She's a very pro-Trump supporter. She's Dominican. And she's got an agenda. Like, I actually... Doesn't like, everybody. Yeah. So, uh, you know, hats off. Yeah, if that's who you want to vote for, that's great. But to to my Hispanic brothers and sisters, it's like, yo, he legit said he was going to help Venezuela out. He gave the big shout out to the elected president. And what's happened? Insert crickets here. Nothing. So... You know, think about, I mean, I would be thinking like, yo, you said you're going to do this. And like he, when his campaign first hit the campaign trails, they were talking about promises made, promises kept. Yeah. I'm like, what? Like what? Like <laughs> what? Are we, which ones? None of them? Let okay. me pull out these uh, executive orders that I just signed last <laughs> week. Oh, you can't read my signature because the, the ink literally smeared from being in my back pocket because it was so fresh. <laughs> Yeah, it's like you did executive order after executive order, right? Uh, okay, you know, it made me think about the uh, like Barrett's argument 
and some of the you know GOP's argument about um, the Supreme Court's place in legislation, mm-hmm. and it was kind of like, huh? So if if Congress actually actually first of all, if states wrote better laws, and Congress wrote laws that pertain to the federal level and they were bipartisan and they made sense they weren't you know i don't know something as simple as like voter suppression (laughs) gerrymandering i mean (laughs) we wouldn't have to we wouldn't have such a great need for this uh supreme court yes uh write better laws have better legislators eliminate the need for lawsuits being brought to the point where they get appealed and appealed and appealed and appealed and appealed, and appealed at the highest level of the court. And I do understand the need for a Supreme Court that should a particular state or somebody kind of get out of line, right? Like, I mean, we yeah. they have been instrumental in helping to move forward several important initiatives, in, you know, segregation. Versus and, yeah, board, exactly. Board of Education, uh, Roe versus Wade, uh, countless. Yeah. Yeah. They've also been on the wrong side of several things. I mean, like historically, yeah. the the Supreme Court, you know, up until like the last maybe 20, 30 years has been extremely conservative. Um, I mean, like and, it, and I, I don't even know that that's a bad thing from a judicial standpoint. I'm one of those people that believes that, you know, in that in that regard, it's not your personal beliefs that right. come into play there unless you allow it to that as a judge your job should be to eliminate all personal bias as much as possible or be able to acknowledge it and make the best decision i mean especially at that point where what you're really legislating is or determining not legislating but what you're what you're deciding is whether or not things go against the constitution Right. I mean, that's ultimately what the job of the Supreme Court is, is so, is this constitutional or not? Does that tie in or, or get or line up with uh, Lindsey Lindsey Graham saying, you know, like the good old days of segregation? I I missed that comment. What was that? Yes. So as uh, during the hearing, and he's of course, he said that that was tongue dripping, dripping with sarcasm. He goes, so basically, we're never going to turn uh overturn uh brown versus the board of education unless unless some state decides that they're going to go back to segregation yeah well but i mean on one hand yeah you're absolutely right that is that is what it would take right for us to overturn that same thing with roe v wade was that but we've also historically i mean very recently right the louisiana state bill where it's not so much that they are trying to necessarily outright outlaw abortion and say abortion is illegal but they're writing laws in such a way that it eliminates the ability for facilities to provide those services because it, it like they're basically looking and going okay what do we need to do in order to prevent these places from being able to be open right or or so that there's one there's this one case that it happens to be and it you know, like on one hand, yes, like we need safe facilities for those things. Absolutely. Um, but when the intention is obviously to try and legislate it out um, and and as we've talked about, not addressing what the actual root cause of that problem is. Right. Like stop forcing people into these situations where their their decision is have an abortion or ruin the rest of their life, you know, right. like. 
or let that child starve after it's born. Like, I mean, I I get the whole, uh, like late term abortion argument. I, that makes a lot of sense to me. It really does. I'm like, yeah, that's again, especially as like a form of birth control. Yeah. You get to the third trimester and you're like, you know what? I changed my mind. Yeah. I could have a baby. It's perfectly safe and I'm perfectly capable, but I don't. Yeah, no, that's not, but you know, I mean, there's plenty of cases where, you know, there's a, there's a, a permanent clamps. Yeah. There's a, but here's the, here's the thing I would always say at the end of the day, now, unless it's a married couple, if it's a single woman, by God, that's her choice. Yep. Like, I, I hate to say that. It's like, I don't, I'm not going to try to pick that argument apart. I, I, that's still, it, it just baffles me that this is the country that tries to talk about second amendment rights and first amendment rights and, but unless you're, you know, blah, 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 you can't do this. Like that, that, that's a big contradiction. You think, you know, because I could say the same thing about your guns. Yeah. AR 15. I use it for hunting. What are you hunting? I, I use it for protection. Who's coming to your house? Like, what are you expecting to happen that you need to be able to, you know, have an AR 15, you know, um, now, there are people that, you know, I've got friends that are that are gun owners and they always give me the, well, it's an, ex, you know, quote unquote exotic gun or something cool like a Porsche. Okay, I see you, but you shouldn't be able to buy rounds for them. You, you <laughs> know, like when you buy that racing version of a Ferrari or a Porsche, that thing's not street legal. You can't take it out on the street. Good argument. So, I mean, and what do you have to have in order to drive any vehicle on the road? A driver's license, right? What do you have to do to get a driver's license? Go through a background check. Be registered. Well, you don't have to get a background check for a driver's license. But you have to register. You have to have insurance in order to get your driver's license and to get your vehicle, right? Like, I mean, these are all things that you have to have. I mean, like, if nothing else, I'd sit there and say, okay, well, gun owners, if that's where you're at, on top of common sense gun regulations as you were just talking to boom gun insurance i like that why not i like that i mean like yeah i I actually heard a constitutional lawyer talking today about the uh the second amendment and how the the how militias at that time turned into the national guard etc etc and i'm like yes and I, again, I'm not an attorney, nor do I play one on TV, but even my ignorant ass knows that. Like, I mean, do some freaking research, like stop talking about your right to bear arms. That whole law was basically, or that whole amendment was meant, was, was meant for something else. Yeah. Um, you know, we spent a lot of time talking about the second amendment and I don't think anybody pays enough attention to the third amendment. <laughs> You're right. Let me Google that. <laughs> like, what is it? What is it? <laughs> so the Third Amendment states that no sh- no soldier shall, in time of peace, uh, be quartered in any house. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, when I was younger, I used to have all the the pretty much the Constitution, all the amendments. You had memorized. to. I mean, like by yeah. eighth grade, U.S. history was like the yeah. main thing that we were learning at that point. Yeah. And I, there was a time I was going to go to law school. So I was like, I would love, you know, that's part of my passion for arguing points is because I wanted to be an attorney at one point in my life. 
I but had I also a brief had... moment of that as well. It was a it was be a little bit longer than brief for me. Oh, mine like was, was very brief. Like then <laughs> I realized what law school was and all of that, and I was like, oh, that's way too much work. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I had a plan, but uh, so the other night, and I love my uh, my security cams. Like I'm like Bruce Wayne. It's great. Um, it was Sunday night, about nine o'clock, and I get a notification. Somebody's at my front porch. And I'm like, why is that guy there? I'm like, I bet you he's putting a, a freaking flyer on my door. Sure enough, I open the door. It's a Trump hanger, like a, a door hanger. And I told my wife, because I, I changed from being a registered Republican to a registered independent, which made sense. The only reason I was ever registered Republican was because I voted for um, McCain and for uh, Mitt Romney in the primaries. Um. Outside of that, I've never voted a straight ticket. Like, I'm kind of like not into that. But I was like, dude, these guys are out there. Like, stop putting crap on my door, man. I'm I'm like really legit recycling a bunch of like flyers to vote. And I'm like, I, I don't. Yeah, like, there you I mean, there's absolutely no reason I should not be able to opt out of yeah. like we talk about like privacy issues and stuff like that. You know, with the Internet, my freaking yeah. mailbox, like Tom Tillis. <laughs> I am not going to vote for you. It doesn't matter how many gigantic oversized postcards you send me. Like, guys. No, he, encouraged, he encouraged me to vote against him. I mean, yeah. Like, I've, I, the, I've like, already voted. Yeah. I, I, it's, that's on my list to do this week. Uh, <laughs> we drove by uh, the early voting site over at Bond Park yesterday. Massive yeah. lines. I heard that. So we voted at the uh, our community center. Dude, we got there at a twelve fifteen. We were done by one twenty. It was a great experience. Like I really enjoyed that. Like it, like we got to talk to our neighbors, you know, our our, our city neighbors. Yeah. And um, what I noticed is that, and like listening to a lot of people, and there was a lady that was in our little cluster of like six feet or eighteen feet, give or take, whatever it was. That obviously, I'm going to assume she was voting for Donald. But here's one thing I realize: reasonable people still exist. We all, most people are reasonable. Like you can't, I'm never going to say a Trump supporter is an unreasonable person. It, it just, yeah. it's just not, it's not consistent with human nature. Um, but I tell you what, it was a very good experience. Uh, and everybody kind of like low key say who they're voting for. Actually said Ross Perot. <laughs> just you know, we we're talking about something. It's like, yeah, I'm gonna write in Ross Perot. Um, but you know, I, I just thought it was kind of it was a very like I'm not kidding, bro. It was a very hopeful experience. I'm like, wow, there are enough reasonable people in the world where we're not gonna go over the edge, basically. That's awesome. I uh you know, like I I had the exact opposite experience this weekend. Um <laughs> He's like, it's it's so sweet, rainbows and unicorns. Yeah, that's that's beautiful. Uh, bird crap on my forehead. Yeah, on the dark side of things. Uh, so we had made plans, you know, this weekend to get pumpkins. Right, Halloween's coming up, and so we're Based. like, yeah. I well, I mean, you know, so I got on my flannel. I had my puffy vest. I I really like. I want. I. 
I got a picture of the flannel and the puffy vest. I wanted one with like on the hay bale or like a giant pumpkin or something. But so we decided that you went full Becky. Uh, yeah. But we decided like we were like, OK, well, the, the one that's nearest to us, right, is Page Farm. And oh. it's out just off of like 540. And so we were like, Wait, OK, of course. Cool. Yeah. No, like, uh, what is it? Uh, it's not North Raleigh, but like the Briar Creek area. Yeah, it's technically Wake Forest. That is not Wake Forest. Briar Creek really is Wake Forest. But anyway, go ahead. Okay. Agree to look at all the, if you look at all the housing developments are really in Wake Forest. But uh, go ahead. Anyways. Uh well, I'll give you that. It's by more uh, all It's right. closer to like Durham. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like Page South Road. Point, that area. Yeah, like, yeah. yeah. Okay. Anyways. <laughs> So we drive out there. All right, wait, pause. South Point, Briar Creek, not even. Okay, Briar Creek is right off of 540 in Lumley, right? It starts there. It's a border of that district. Yeah, I mean, that's where that's where the Briar Creek Shopping Center Got, okay. is. Be more so specific. Well, I'm that's... sorry. Okay. When, when, when Briar Creek first became Briar Creek, that's all that was there was the shopping center. And That's fair. I don't go out there very often, so my apologies for not being more specific. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, we are friends. It's just like yeah, I put but, my realtor hat on. I'm like, why are we out in Wake Forest to get pumpkins? I wasn't out in Wake Forest, I swear. <laughs> um, I only go to Wake Forest for plant cakes because they have the best like vegan uh, cakes and stuff like that. But anyways, we decided to go to Page Farm. We drive out. It's 20 minutes. Uh as we're like on the road, you know, like the final turn, getting ready to get there, I'm like, this is not going to be good. There's a lot of cars in front of us. This is not a popular street. These cars are all go. Oh, my goodness. Probably 100, 150 cars. Wow. Parked out there. Um, we were kind of committed at that point. So, like, we masked up. We went. I don't know. It was probably I, I. I will be generous and say that sixty percent of the people, the adults, were wearing masks. That sounds about right. But a solid forty were like, "I'm outside. I don't <laughs> give a fuck." Bro, you know where you're at, though, right? I do. I mean, like, I had the same experience when I took uh my kid to a park recently like because they open up the parks again and got picked her up after school it was a nice day it was like hey let's go burn off some of this crazy energy you always have and so we get to the park there's not that many cars but there's enough park? Like, uh north carry park okay and so we get there there's not a ton of cars but there's a few we park and we get to the playground, and I'm just like, wow, there's a lot of people here. And, like, I get it. It's a nice day. Just like the farm. Like, I get that it's a nice day. It's the it's like, this is the weekend to get pumpkins because now you've got two weeks before Halloween, so they're not going to completely rot before you get there. It's starting to get cold. But I'm like, at some point, if you're the farm, man, like, you got to kind of regulate that stuff, I would think. They, had, they were doing, like, hay rides, you know, on the back of the tractors with no social distancing. People shoulder to shoulder. Like, huge lines. I just, I don't know. We stayed for a little bit. I let Helena do a couple of slides, and then we were like, let's go get our pumpkins and get out of here. I don't yeah. I don't feel good being here. 
Yeah, I bet you there are a lot of pickup trucks like Sierras and F-150s. Dude, I'll tell you, it was a ridiculously diverse crowd. I was amazed. There were like, I mean, a bunch of people that were from like Eastern Europe that I heard, you know, like very distinct accents walking around. Um, I mean, yeah, like you had some people, there were people that were out there in like their Sunday best. Wow. I mean, it was nuts. Like it was. <sighs> it's just there's a there's a place like that. It, it's outside of Winston called uh, Clemens, and they have like a a pretty big um, Christmas thing where you drive through, look at all their decorations and pumpkins, and 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 part of my I, that was never me, yo. Like I, I'm just like I'm not. I know it sounds basic. I'm not, well, I am going to say it. it's some basic crap. I I don't need to you know congregate with all the like the no i know and I, you know i mean like it was we stopped at uh like walmart neighborhood market on the way back to get some pumpkin carving tools yeah and as i'm walking in the door they have these ginormous pumpkins for 488 you know and, and I'm you like, paid like 20 bucks for your pumpkin i mean we paid 15 bucks for the wristband to get in <laughs> and do you know access to all the activities and stuff and each of us got a pumpkin so it was yeah i mean it wasn't was not cheap I, I love it. I love it. I love it. Um, <laughs> but, I'm, not, I'm not cracking. A no, I know you're not. It's it's fine. I understand that it's not that that's just not your scene. Like, trust <laughs> me, I the whole time I was there, I was like, oh, I wish Andre was here because I just want to hear him like be like, Dude, what the fuck? Um, <laughs> but I did. I had that thought where I was like, God, I just paid $15 for these tiny ass pumpkins. I could have just come to Walmart. And we'd be already done carving them. But I also realized that, okay. 50 bucks to go to a local farm is better than 15 bucks going into Walmart's pocket. Like, you know, in, in uh, on okay. some level, I still I'll give you I that. mean Walmart still got their 20 bucks on the freaking carving tools, so it's not like <laughs> they really missed out on that much, but yeah. I, you know, that was kind of like my justification was like, yeah, we spent some money. Yeah, it wasn't what exactly what we wanted, but ultimately like and Page Farms in particular does a ton of school uh, field trips and stuff like that there. Helena had been there twice before on different field trips. And so, you know, like I'd, supporting that type of place. Yeah, I'm buy not, local. Yeah. I, I'll give you that. And I, I'm not going to call you a Becky for that, but that is some basic crap. Man. It is. Yeah. And not as bad as that that woman I saw the other day uh, in the, the Lexus with the vest and the long sleeve shirt and sipping the Starbucks, smoking a black and mild. <laughs> It's just like, uh, what, what, what? <laughs> oh man, I had, I had to run out to White Oak yesterday, and um, I tell you what, man, there was traffic, of course, on forty eastbound, and I just started looking inside of people's cars. I'm like, basic, basic, typical, basic, typical typical like the whole way and i'm like god i just i just seem to stay in my little you know my little safe bubble of my world because this stuff drives me crazy all the the white kids with the vest on i'm like dude it's like 73 degrees outside and then you see like people driving with their feet up on the dash i'm like if you get into a car accident everything's broken oh like, that drives me nuts i i i've <sighs> never understood that and I like I have restless legs. Like my legs hurt if they stay in the same position for a long time. And right. I've never put my feet. Okay, 
So there's one time when I was in high school and I thought I was invincible. I thought it would be really funny and smart to put the car in cruise control and then stick both of my feet out the window while driving. I'm still here, so I survived. Mom and Dad, I know you listen to the podcast. I'm really sorry that I did stupid shit in high school. But the good news is I learned not to do that. And yeah. now I am ridiculously overprotective and overcritical of my seven-year-old in terms of her lack of safety. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Let's get off the COVID everything. I know we, we weren't really talking COVID stuff specifically, but uh, sports. Sports. Yeah. So I just did yeah. our, our bumper for us. I don't even have to put one in. Uh, Sports. <laughs> So the big story last week, uh, going was into the Denver weekend, beat New England. well, okay, yes, the big story of the weekend was Denver beating New England, which um, I mean, actually they didn't. The kicker did. Well, okay, but I was gonna say, like, you know, the kicker can't get there right without the rest of the team. Um, it's Go only <laughs> it's only the second time I heard today that Bill Belichick has lost. Uh, to a team that did not score a touchdown. Okay, fun fact. Okay. The other the other one was when he was coaching the Browns. And do you know who the team was that he was coaching against? No, you don't. It was the Broncos. The Broncos are the only team to beat Bill Belichick without scoring a touchdown. Wow. So, I mean, better. feather in your cap there. Well, um... It's like when Josh McDaniels beat Bill Belichick in his opening day. That was his opening day game yeah. against the Patriots. So it's like Belichick is not unbeatable. No. But Especially now part, that he doesn't have Tom Brady. <laughs> well, I hate to say it. I don't think he um, – I. this sounds bad. Well, it's true. I don't think he needs Tom Brady to be like one of the – you know, to get to the to the uh, Super Bowl. Do you think they go to the Super Bowl this year? Yeah, I do. No offense, I think you're crazy. Okay, I'm just saying, like, you got okay. So first off, the play playoffs are expanded this year. So you got doesn't matter. They're going to the Super Bowl. Okay. Um. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> I've got that on on video and audio here at <laughs> or, 6:04 PM. Okay, okay, me, oh no 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 no! Don't back out of it now. That's let too me be late. more clear. Okay. I think they're going to go to. They're going to have either very strong like playoff like presence. Okay, no, so no, are they are, are they going to make it to the championship game at the at the least the AFC championship game? Yeah, they will. Okay, so Andre Andre thinks the Patriots are getting to the AFC championship game. Regardless yeah. of whether or not, because they're not getting the number one seed in the AFC, they're they two they and three. To. They're not even first in their division. In fact, I think they're third in their division behind the Bills and the Dolphins. And granted, okay. the Bills. I mean, yeah, uh, the Bills. Well, and I don't know if you saw the breaking news, but uh, apparently the Dolphins have decided Fitz Magic no more. Uh, it's Tua time. Yeah. Uh, I know. I mean, I know he got the like two snaps or five snaps or whatever at the end of the game, but and, and they have their bye week, so they're like, oh well, we got two weeks to get him ready. 
Um, I, I really like you needed these first five weeks and those five snaps to decide that Tua was going to be your quarterback. I just, I mean, good on Fitzpatrick for getting him this far, but I, I just think that all right, I don't want to spend too much time with the Patriots because like I'm throwing up as I'm talking, but yeah, I think they're going to go to the uh, AFC Championship and very, very possible Super Bowl. Yeah, I just think you've got three teams in the AFC North in, well, two in the Steelers and the Ravens. You've got the Chiefs. Uh, I know you're going to laugh, but the Colts, if they figure it out and the defense gets healthy, <laughs> um, I do realize how ridiculous it sounds. Phillip Rivers looked better than he has. I mean, maybe maybe I was like two weeks early on calling his career dead. I think he may have heard what I said last week and took it to heart. Um, he's got it like on repeat. And hey, he's Philly, I love you. I love you. No, I, I, I said it just to motivate you. I want you to know. Here, that here's what I'm saying. Like, we don't know. I think we probably have two more weeks of of injuries. Oh, yeah. No, trust me. I mean, this season is still like yeah, a complete crapshoot. Like, I, I mean, there is... There is no telling, like the Vi- or the Titans, right? Take yeah. two weeks off and come back and crush two teams. The Patriots take two weeks off and come back and look terrible. Um, I mean, Jimmy yeah, Garoppolo I- looked awful last week to the point where they took him out at the end because they were afraid they was going to break. And then this week uh, he looks great against the Rams. Like, yeah. and granted, the I- Rams defense isn't that good, but I just think that um, we have two possibly three weeks right before we get into the thanksgiving football which is my favorite football when people start to realize the clock is ticking and i think new england's going to be one of the teams that pulls it back around and just gets super consistent scheduling is big too right i mean like that's a that's a huge factor in it and new england has not had a super easy schedule they had to play the game without cam right um you know and obviously like he did not i think they would have won that game with Cam. That's that's what I'm saying. Yeah, so- I don't, well, it was the Chiefs, so uh, I, they have a they certainly had a much better chance of winning that game with Cam than they do Brian Hoyer. It's like right. the was it some I think uh, one podcast I was listening to is somebody made the comment like, well, I mean the 49ers are so much better with Jimmy Garoppolo in there than they are with Nick Mullins or or C.J. Beathard. I'm like. Well, yeah, no shit. Like, way to go out on a limb there, guys. <laughs> you know, like, uh, okay. I, I just, it's amazing to me sometimes the the people that get paid to talk about this stuff. I mean, we don't get paid to talk about this stuff, and we have we a, do a much better job. Incredible thoughts. Um, it was a little weird this week not watching my Seahawks play, but it was nice watching the Packers get destroyed. Uh, by Tom Brady. I will I mean I think I've I've said it before. I will clearly state it again for all of you Packers fans out there. I hate Aaron Rodgers. Uh there is nothing that I like more than watching that guy lose. He is such an arrogant I mean the dude has won one Super Bowl and everybody just is like, "Oh, Aaron Rodgers. Oh, wah, 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 wah. you're the best quarterback ever." Oh, wah, 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 wah. And I'm just like, you know what? No, he's not. He's not. Like, you can't just sit there and say, okay, well, from a physical standpoint, or have you ever seen him throw the ball? I don't give a shit how he throws the ball. 
Like, dude, hey, can you go wow. win games? Are you a leader? That dude gave up in that game. They were up 10 nothing. He got sacked a couple times, and he said, nah. He pulled an Andre and said, I'm going to take my ball and go home. That's what he did. He, he said, you know what, guys? I'm going to put a pin in this game. I'm going home. I don't like this anymore. Put a pin in it. I'm done. Oh, crap. So, um, I think Tuesday night football, I'm down with that. Like, I I think they probably need to have more like uh, weeknight football games. So somebody was saying that they should basically just, yeah, do Tuesday and Wednesday games. Stay away from Fridays and Saturdays. Fridays is for college or for high school, you know, Saturdays for college, but that basically you should have football five days a week. Um, I, I don't know that I feel that strongly about it. I think which five days. Uh, so it would be Sunday, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. No, that's a terrible idea. Okay. Uh, is it though? Wait a minute. That's the whole thing. Is like some people argue that it would provide more scheduling flexibility. I think ultimately it makes the scheduling harder because yeah. you're not going to have somebody that goes from Wednesday and then plays again on Sunday. Like the closest you're going to get is like on Wednesday, Tuesday. Like you're almost going to have to like step people kind of through the different games, what it does provide that I do like potentially, but I think they could figure it out. The only thing that I do like is it provides more primetime games. And what that does is give us, you and I, the people who are fans of teams that are not in our local area, a greater chance. I mean, like I'm really lucky this year. The Seahawks have gotten a lot of love. They played a few Sunday night games, but for the most part, I haven't really, I don't get to watch that much of my teams on live TV. And so that's the one area where I'm kind of like, well, from my perspective, yeah, I think that'd be pretty cool. But I think I'd need to understand a little bit better what, I mean, like they have to sell me on it. (laughs) You need my approval NFL before you can go forward with this. The one fan that matters out here. All I want to do is make it easier for Philip Rivers to win a Super Bowl. So it's just, yeah, I don't, I don't have a, I don't have an opinion. I don't think I would hate it. I, I think that uh, would it, it would almost shorten the season. Why do you by at least uh, because you're injecting two more, technically two more games. Well, but no, because it's not games. What you would be doing is moving games that would be played on Sunday to Wednesday or Thursday or to Tuesday and Wednesday. Yeah, but you have enough teams to where that wouldn't be a problem. That, but because that would be part of the bye week, right? So a lot of those teams, not necessarily. They, I mean, I, I, I don't know. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. I, it would all obviously depend on the scheduling. Basically, more prime so, time or, games as long as they have the flexibility. But that's where that's where the issue comes up is because with the NFL, at right now we think we know who the good teams are. Right. Like you could look at the schedules and say, okay, or the records and say, these are the good teams. These are the bad teams. But as you pointed out, Patriots come back. Some of these other teams that have had injuries or guys that are out start playing really well. Some of these teams that are five and oh, and undefeated. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I mean, he looked great. Like, don't get me wrong. I watched some of that Denver highlights and I was like, okay, like other than Drew Locke trying to throw the game away at the end. Like they looked better with their, you know, pieces in play. I mean, any team, right? Like you're without your starting running back, without your starting wide receiver, without your starting quarterback. So the crappy thing is Gordon's the starter, but I don't want to get, I don't want to dig too far in the weeds with that. He can only run left, but (laughs) he's not an ambi runner. 
Um, yeah, I, you know, and I, you're absolutely right. And he, I liked the way that he ran when he was in San Diego slash LA under Lynn. Um, I did not like his first year under Mike McCoy, but Mike McCoy was an awful head coach. I know you like him as as an offensive coordinator. I don't know why, but, uh, I've, I've never really been sold on him. He's gotten fired everywhere he's gone recently. So here's my thing about OCs, right? They always have the the perennial backup, which is a quarterback coach. So they have a good relationship and they can understand like what that offensive scheme looks like. You're gonna have like a powerhouse, Belichick. Um you're you're who's your who's uh Seattle's coach again? Um Carroll, right? The relationships that you see on the offensive side of the ball. You're typically super strong. You have like a great love, love relationship with the, with the QB coach. And the OCs are pretty much, they can, you know, manage the relationship with the head coach. And if you have the right combination, you're good. You're golden with that. I think the coaches that scr- struggle the most are head coaches that are defensive minded. What the hell does okay, that mean? Okay, but Pete Carroll is a defensive minded coach. He's a secondary guy. I'm saying in general, the coaches that struggle the most, if you don't have the right relationships on the on the okay. off, offensive side of the ball, like it becomes like a nightmare. But when those when the offensive coach, I mean coordinator and the quarterback co- coach are like able to work together, you have better results. Like if you look at the Seahawks, you look at uh, even San Francisco. Not the record that we're showing now, but there are a lot of good, you know, in my opinion, good relationships with those particular coaches who's the qb coach for uh the giants um and i don't know off the top of my head because they finally got a win (sighs) did you know that three of four uh three of the four wins that daniel jones has acquired in his professional career have come against the washington football team (laughs) i know i love the Washington football team. What? I, this is the thing that I really want. I, I've decided today um, we need to ban all mascots and we're just, that's what everybody's going to be from now on. It's the Denver football team. It's the, the Los Angeles football team versus the Los Angeles football team. They're just the same, you know, it's, it's cause it's the Rams and the chargers, but we get rid of the mascots. So it's just football teams now. Uh, so what does that do to college? Oh, same like- thing. North Carolina state university football team. It's a stupid idea. I know it's a joke. But so just... Alabama is always called Alabama. Well, yeah, because it's the Crimson Tide. What the f- <laughs> so you're a bunch of red plankton. Cool, brah. <laughs> so, <laughs> you're, you're you're a code word for that woman's time of the month. <laughs> it's crazy. I'm just saying, like. Well, and yeah, I mean, Nick Saban is the COVID type, so uh, I don't. I think it was a false positive. It was what a it false positive. That's yeah. apparently a big thing. Lots of false positives. Um, you know, I'm off, I'm often falsely positive, so I can understand <laughs> from a COVID test standpoint. Like Trump's going to get people killed. Yeah, like uh, I mean, I he's working on it. <laughs> <laughs> Wasn't it uh, University of Florida? Florida, yeah. I mean, that's the thing, right? It's we're getting into cooler weather. People are getting indoors more. It's it's just getting. I mean, we're we're into flu season. Like, I got my flu shot recently. 
Me too. Um, and so first it's, time ever. Yeah. Well, congratulations. Good for I, you. I, I I was like riding it out. Finally got your microchip. <laughs> I know. Um. <laughs> but yeah, it's uh, I don't even. What were we talking about? Oh, getting all the these outbreaks in college football now. So yeah, I mean, again, like in the NFL, right? What's going to happen with these teams? I, I mean, I, you know, I can't lie. I was riding pretty high on the NC State football team train um, because I felt like we finally had a quarterback that looked like some of the QBs we've had before. Um, and then he goes and breaks his fibula. Uh, sliding and getting cracked in the head by the Duke defender. And so he's done for the season, uh, which, I, you know, it's like, it's one of those things I, as, as a, you know, 15 plus year NC state fan, I've learned to not expect anything less than that. That's uh, why I'm not upset about Carolina just being Carolina. Uh, it, well, yeah. And that was, um, you know, there was a lot of people, oh, well, Carolina wasn't ready for the for the big time or the big stage or the bright lights. Or, and it's like, you know what? Like, okay, it, I think it was much more that Florida State was really freaking pumped up for the opportunity to go beat a top five team. I mean, that's what happens when you get top when you get a top five ranking is you get it. I mean, how many times did that happen to Clemson before well, Dabo Swinney got there? And even like his early years where you get really hyped up and the, the other teams like. You know, their coach is like, you're going to go beat a top five team right now. Or I could say this, like as a Carolina fan, I, I could say that when it comes to college football, I just expect Carolina to show up. I yeah, actually I expect, know. And that's, you know, I, like I expect more out of NC State when it comes to college football. Like, it, like that doesn't well, make any sense. Why would you? No, I really do. No, like, but I'm and, saying why? Because honestly, they're more consistent than Carolina in football, in, in college football. College basketball. Yeah. I just expect him to get beat. Okay. See, and I feel like this is a false sense maybe that Carolina fans have of <laughs> NC state football. And part of it, I think is because we had that period when Tom O'Brien was here. You had that period when you could actually beat Clemson. You had that period. Yeah. You actually... Oh yeah. yeah. I mean, where we beat teams that we were, that we weren't supposed to beat, right. uh, and then also consistently lost to teams that we had absolutely no business losing to. Which was ultimately like, like carry high. <laughs> yeah. I mean, like uh, Tom O'Brien had some stupid head scratching losses. Like right. if he did, if he could have cut those out, they probably would have built a statue for the man. Ultimately, like he had multiple chances to go to an ACC championship and couldn't win that one last game that he needed against like Maryland. It wasn't even like he had he'd already beaten Clemson that year. All he had to do was win against a crappy team in the last game of the year, and the dude lays the biggest freaking turd egg you can imagine. And, like, I mean, honestly, I had a lot of respect and really appreciated the, the Tom O'Brien era for what it was. Uh, I also did not argue with or disagree with the sentiment that it was kind of time to move on. I think, you know, Dave Doran, who's been here ever since, has had some ups and downs. Um, I think he's learned a lot. I think he's finally got a couple of really good coordinators this year, which is part of what is starting to pull things together. But you lose your starting QB. And I mean, Bailey Hockman is supposed to be the replacement. We've got Ryan Finley's younger brother, Ben Finley, sitting on the bench that people are already like, no, get Bailey Hockman out of there. They don't like, I mean, and the little bit I've Here, seen. Here's, I've, here's the thing, like with college football and I stopped watching it 
consistently about eight years ago, eight or nine, between eight and 10 years ago. Can I, did it have anything to do with the whole like Marvin Austin thing? No, it had to do with the fact that I never knew who was, who was a champion at the end of the season. Like this is, there was, I'm going to say between eight and 10 years ago, I was like really invested in it every Saturday. Like I'm, I'm burning through Saturdays watching college football games. You don't even like have a, have a stake in, you know, right? Like, like, I've always watched the Army Navy game because that's just like a thing. Um, because the Air Force Academy doesn't really have a football team. They have a it's just a big practice squad. And that was a big thing around things, you know, around the holidays for my family was watching that game. Um and I just tell you, like it just bothered me. There's really never been a champion. And over the last five, maybe five years, give or take, they've kind of narrowed that down and whittled it down. And I'm slowly getting like sucked into it, yeah. but it's, it's still the same crap. It's like at the end of the day, it's, it's boiling down to the same crap. It is. Um, and I, I don't think that there's a solution because I think ultimately there's just, there's too many teams you can't. Oh yeah. No doubt. You know, like, unless you're going to do something like the way that they do the um, soccer college leagues basketball. in or well, college basketball, but see, I think with, with, with football, because it's so, because of the physical impact from a safety standpoint, like they don't like to group games together so close, right? With basketball, you can play two games a week. With football, it's typically just one. And I'm just, that's, that's a, a bigger tournament to me does not solve the problem in football because I think ultimately in football, especially, I feel like there's a greater chance for like that individual upset, maybe. But, I think you need to just go back to the idea that look, you get conference champions. That's what the whole season, like this, this season, right? 10 conference games, all in conference. This one stupid game, get rid of that, whatever. I know why they did it, but for teams like NC state where I don't have it, we don't have an out of conference rival. We end up with Liberty. <laughs> well, Liberty, we should be Liberty, Liberty, Liberty. We Liberty should just get the beat down just because. Well, yeah. Uh, but, but anyways, my ultimate point is that I think we need to ultimately get rid of the idea that we're going to determine who the best team in college football is overall. Like, let that be just a debate. Let's find out who the conference champions are. Let them go to bowl games. Let them play. It's college football. Who, who really gives a shit at the end of the day? So, but I'm sorry. That was it. <laughs> well, the counterpoint is we can figure it out in basketball, right? It's roughly the same amount of teams. And then what if you extend the season to where you take the conference champions and you do like single elimination? But how many, I mean, that's what I'm saying is how many weeks is there, are you going to, I mean, if you had I, I 64 teams and you're playing one game a week for, you I don't know, know, for the champions I, I and stuff, it's going to so take as long you as eight ends- weeks. That's two more months of football. As long as it ends before the Super Bowl, I don't but care. But it won't. That's what I'm saying. Right now, the way that it would go, it would take like a full two weeks or two months to complete, which I mean, I just, and I just wouldn't, that's what I'm saying is like, why do we play the regular season then? You know, it's like there there were some petition. I think even the ACC coaches were the ones that said, let's let every team into the NCAA tournament this year in honor of like, it's, you know, whatever anniversary. I was like, okay, so what's the whole point of playing the regular season? Just so we can figure out where we seed all of these people? Like, I, I, I don't know. It's yeah, I don't, I don't have a solve. I don't either. I, <laughs> but I like to argue about it. 
Yeah, I'm trying. I'm trying to enjoy and love college football like I did before, but it's like they keep losing me. You know, I have been more invested in it this year than I thought I would be. But um, you know, it's uh, we'll see. I think if State starts falling off without a quarterback, then I'm probably gonna more or less tune out and or I'll just, just become a Carolina with... fan. Uh, yeah, that's not gonna happen. <laughs> Cooking. Uh, you know what I would like to have happen? Uh, I would like to get an update on your 99.9999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999
But I also like the fact that I've been trying to be more conscious of like, I can buy that little jar that is very small packaging and I can reuse it or use it for a very long period of time, as opposed to buying like a gigantic thing of huge vegetable broth, you know, cartons that then have to go through the recycling process and all of this. It actually takes up more energy. I'm trying to be a little bit more earth conscious, which I know is probably not. Yeah. I will say like on the food front, like I've, uh, I perfected my hash browns. Like today, I made a breakfast bowl with, with a hash brown base, tomatoes, onions, and peppers. Mm. Oh, that sounds really good. We had hash browns on Sunday. I sent you the pictures, trying to make you yeah. jealous, and you were like, "Oh, I already had hash browns." Fuck you. Yeah, we had hash browns. <laughs> too, so. uh, but, I found this sorry. really. Sorry, go ahead. Hash browns. I was gonna say like the picture you sent me. I was like, "Yeah, that looks really good." Avocados. Like I'm gonna. Yeah, the avocados and green green pepper, uh, green onions on top are really good. Christy made those that that batch. Uh, I, it's funny, like I'm usually the one that's cooking in the house. I don't know why she's a much better uh, chef than I am, but uh, I think she just you know. I don't okay. I don't mind cooking. I'm learning. Uh, I did make <laughs> this really good like creamy lemon pasta, uh, lemon spinach sounds good. pasta the other night that was really fantastic. Uh, I had tried some other like lemon stuff before and it just wasn't what I was looking for. Um, but that one was really good. I'll, I'll send you the recipe. The other thing that I made was a um, broccoli cheese soup, a vegan broccoli cheese soup that with good. like an oat milk base. Um and then was it like some nutritional yeast and stuff like that to kind of get like the cheesy flavor for it. Right. Um, and that was really good. Helena and I went a couple of weeks ago to, I don't know if you've been to Cineholic in, no. uh, it's, it's in like the West Cary. Uh, so the 540 Cary area out there by like the new Wegmans. Um, and it's all vegan cinnamon buns. They're gigantic. They're like, you know, it's like the fancy donut places where they have a ridiculous yeah. number of custom toppings and stuff. Oh, my gosh. They are so good. <laughs> like <laughs> sinfully good. Uh, no, I mean, just like really, really fantastic. Um, I highly recommend checking them out if you get a chance. Okay. I also saw that recently because I know uh, Vegan Community Kitchen has been closed in Apex, I think, um, for a little while. And they're going to reopen on the 27th or something like that, I think they said, on their Instagram page. So you had no oh, idea. You haven't even been over there. You're just like, I, know. I know I haven't been because I've been like trying to cook at home. And um, we did like a, a family lunch slash brunch the other day. And I was like, oh, we should go there. But like, oh, we haven't been here. And we're trying to support local restaurants and, and crap like that. So. Like, I know I've spent a lot of money at Vegan Community. Did they say why they closed? Uh, so I think one of the, I think the chef was sick uh, oh, really? or something like that. It, it was it were super specific. Um, but taking some time just to, I think, you know, kind of get yeah, better. They, and, but they've been busy even during COVID. Like, yeah. Like last time I went there, I waited like a, it was, I, I placed my order. They said, okay, an hour. I was like, okay. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> an hour all right but like when i pulled out to get my food there was a ton of cars there yeah so i mean that's good to see yeah i mean i'm with you in that i've been you know kind of looking lately for opportunities to support more local businesses um and especially like the smaller restaurants and stuff understanding that as you and i have discussed it's just they're they're been very badly impacted by 
what's happening. Um, and so it's, it's tough. The, the jerky me says the ones with the right menu, the right, the right concept, they'll last. The other ones probably shouldn't have been there. Yeah, you know? no, I, I, don't, I don't disagree. Pop culture. Speaking of right concepts, um, I don't know if you got a chance. I know I mentioned it a couple of weeks ago, but Vampires versus the Bronx. I have not watched it yet, but I'm going to. Oh, man. Like, that that was the movie I've been wanting to watch for a while. You know, like the movie you didn't even know you needed. Right. Um, it It is so well done. Just like everything. It's just perfect. I just, I loved it. Um, I saw the trailer and I was like, I've got to watch that, but I've got to watch it probably by myself. Yeah, maybe. I mean, it's not, like, I'll be honest, it's not scary. At no point yeah. is it like scary, but. You've met my wife, right? She's not into like the ironic, you know. Yeah. Stupid, stupid, like just vegging out type of movie. And it is, I mean, it is because, like, we sat, it was just like a nice Saturday afternoon movie. Like, you're kind of laying around, like, oh, what do we want to watch? And I was like, the trailer for this looks so good. We got to watch this. Uh, So that was, that was really good. I really enjoyed that. Have you seen anything good lately? So, uh, fun fact speaking of my wife, she'd never seen Back to the Future. So we watched Back to the Future on Sunday night. And she really enjoyed it. Related fun like, fact, I have Back to the Future boxers. Continue. <laughs> I don't know what to do with that. <laughs> like, I was like, You're lucky I'm not wearing them today or I'd show you. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. So we watched that. Really, it's actually a really fun movie to watch when you, especially if it's like in HD and 1080p. So I was like, oh, it's not that bad, but yeah kind of i don't think you can make that movie today no i mean it's um kind of incestuous uh yeah like the fact that people didn't really pick up on that has always kind of astounded me you know that seemed pretty obvious um the almost rape thing you know yeah and it is i mean i you know part of it is that looking through it through our current lens right like i think we view things a lot differently um yeah and for whatever reason at that time it was just well that's just life i mean some guys are gonna try and rape you at prom and you know if you're lucky the nerd will show up and beat the crap out of him like (laughs) okay i mean what that yeah i don't know yeah uh and let's see the other night it was it had to be Saturday. I couldn't sleep. And uh, so I watched The Island with, with Scarlett Johansson and uh, Ewan McGregor. Okay, yeah. So that's the one where, like, uh, they're trying to escape or something, right? Yeah, they're like clones or something. Yeah, okay. The movie still sucks, but <sighs> I just I think I just watched it because Scarlett Johansson's in the movie, <laughs> if I'm being honest <laughs> <laughs> We're talking, it's like one o'clock in the morning. I'm like, I should totally go to sleep. I'm like, yeah, this is the part where she kicks the guy in the head though. <laughs> like, so. Yeah. Um, and what else? And we started watching, like every now, actually a lot of times, uh, like Techie will pick out these great, stupid shows to watch on Netflix. And um, like Emily in Paris, I watched it. It's really like Sex in the City, but in Paris. 
kind of funny. I saw the trailer for it where she's yelling yeah. at everybody in English. Was, yeah, mm-hmm. totally, totally worth the watch. Uh, and then we start. She picked up on Man with a Plan with uh, Matt LeBlanc. Oh, okay. Yeah, I watched the trailer for that. I was wondering. Uh, it's actually you're you're a parent, so you're gonna find it funny. Okay. So it's like making me realize, crap. I'm getting old because if I was like young and single, I would not find the show even remotely funny, but yeah. it's actually funny. I mean, it is one of the, like the life experiences absolutely influences your, like your taste, right? Yeah. At a certain yeah. point, because, because you can relate to that because you're like, Oh, yeah. been there, you know? <laughs> uh, yeah. I try to think it was a couple of weeks ago, but I don't think I mentioned it. We watched, uh, Enola Holmes the like it's a sherlock oh, holmes yeah. yeah and it's uh was it millie bobby brown from stranger things okay yeah yeah, yeah. so great. it's all really it's on my list of things like uh to watch later yeah as white or or listen to slash watch is white noise i was yeah. not sure because i'm not a huge what's his name he played uh superman oh uh brandon roth no it's not brandon roth you don't even know yeah Hold on, audience. We have to do a Google search. God, what is his name? Who? Which Superman? The new one. Uh, uh, Cavill? Yeah, Henry Cavill. That's right. Thank you. Send in the cavalry. Yeah, but Brandon Roth also played Superman, too. Okay. Whatever, but that's not who I was talking about, so it doesn't matter. That's my wheelhouse, bro. Yeah, well, your wheelhouse was right this one time, so congratulations. <laughs> um, but yeah, that one's really good. Like, I I mean, I like her a lot. Like, I think she's done a fantastic job, like, just kind of in her, like, little things that she's done so far. I mean, I loved her in Stranger Things, uh, although I got to catch up on that. But the, the writing... And everything was just really spot on. Um, I, I it was just really fun. It's a really fun movie. Um, is it Helen Bonham Carter is in it as well? Um, I'm trying to think. I feel like there's some other like kind of. I'm gonna, I'm gonna have to check stuff. that out. It's on my list. I did watch this show called Cursed mm-hmm. on uh, Netflix. Uh, kind of a prequel to King Arthur. And oh yeah, the one with the okay. The, yeah, the woman kinda, who pulls the who gets the sword right or whatever. Yeah, i think she eventually becomes the lady in the lake okay so uh pretty interesting ish like on a scale of one through five i give it like a three yeah. because the story's interesting um and it's a bunch of brits running around and wow. whatever so <laughs> yeah um was it i started watching i watched like the first three or four episodes of the netflix series evil it's got oh yes me too all right good so So i'm on episode three or four okay yeah let me let me check so did the one did you get to the one with the kid where the family has a new baby not yet so i'm not there yet okay see that's where i got and that's where i stopped (laughs) <laughs> excuse me um <coughs> take a sip here. that was like um like what was it? yeah i don't know had a little uh a little tickle in my throat there excuse me um <laughs> but yeah like the first few episodes i was really engaged and then 
I got to this one part and I was just like, oh shit. <laughs> I don't know how I feel about this anymore. I don't know if I can watch this. Like, uh, so I'll be honest, the episode I watched and I kind of, I was like almost going to binge it. And then I was like, Kitty say like what are, what are we doing? Kitty say like, <laughs> why are we doing this? This is episode uh which episode yeah I gotta look now Let's yeah see where where you're at and what I'm because I think I've I've finished four episodes. Um so I might be on episode three. Like at first I was like, yo, this might be something I'm not really into. Then I was like, okay, I'm I'm gonna watch it and then just kind of got a little bit weird. Yeah. Okay. So episode three is the one with the the smart speaker, right? Yeah. yeah. I watched that one. Okay. That was the last one I watched. So yeah, that one was a little weird. Um, and yeah. Uh, the one after that, though, is the one that I watched. And I just, I don't know. Like, part of me wants to go watch the next one to see if it, if they can, like, how they kind of deal with what they did. <laughs> you know what I mean? Because I just don't, like, I don't, and it's not even, I like, because I just don't want to give, okay, no, no, because you haven't seen it, so I don't, I'm not going to yeah, give away any spoilers. I'll, I'll watch it, I'll make that my homework this week, and All then right. I'll tell you, I'm like, yeah, I'm just not rocking with that anymore. All right. So, like I started watching because you have your dude from um, uh, yeah Luke uh, Luke Cage Luke Cage yeah that's his role forever he's well, like you're Luke Cage now so him and then uh, the guy I always think of him as the guy from um, the internship I think yeah 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 the, the where he's the guy that works at Google yeah who's giving uh, Vince Vaughn such a hard time uh, I I love like his just whole delivery um, I think it is very I just like it a lot. Um, and the lead, the lead lady in that is pretty good. Um, the, yeah. She's okay. More or less. My, my issue typically, and I'm going to say this and think, well, I'm just going to say it. Uh, I, I find that that's where I often run into the biggest issues is where they cast a, the, just the wrong person for the leading female role. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, yeah. It, and it's not it's not to say that they don't do it with guys too. There are tons of times when they do, but that oftentimes, especially like Fringe, was one of those shows where I tried to watch, and the leading female just kind of killed it for me. Like I couldn't really right. get past her. And I'm blanking on other examples at the moment. If but... I'm if I'm being honest, I watched season two of The Boys. Yeah, and part of me was not comfortable with the storyline with uh, Stormfront. So I don't uh, know. I haven't watched season two at all. Uh, okay. I don't even think I finished season one completely. I think I still have to. Totally go back worth that. watching. It's it's really great. Yeah, I've, I've heard two. some some <laughs> people be like, "Holy crap!" Yeah, it it's it's like, huh? That's that's what we're doing. But I I stomached I stomached it through, and it's like kind of pressed on. And I'm a soldier. I'm not one for quitting, but it was actually uh, a pretty good season. But you will take your uh, balls and go home. Yeah, I, I, I just didn't say, all right, screw you guys. So put a pin anyway. But <laughs> <laughs> I know, right? Wow. So look, hey guys, it's late. <laughs> 
Chris has probably got to eat dinner. Um, my secret is I actually ate dinner before we started recording. Oh, so. he's son of a. Yeah, I won't. I, that's messed up. No, it's okay. I mean, look, I I understand. I uh, I I did not do what I needed to do in terms of food for myself today. I had. <laughs> Uh, my morning was kind of crazy and then I came back and I was working and I just one of those, like, I, I will just uh, drive and live off of coffee and, and <sighs> that's pretty much it. Just like coffee with creamer and it will, will suffice but me for you, most of the day. Haven't you noticed since you probably don't go out as much when you drink a lot of coffee, it probably messes up your sleep. Oh yeah. I mean, definitely. Um, I, I was just thinking today about maybe doing like taking a break from coffee because I've I've been drinking like I mean a lot of coffee yeah yeah a lot of coffee (laughs) Uh, yeah and I'm I think I'm down to like one cup a day because I noticed like since I'm not expending as much energy I'm like wired and I think the fact that I don't eat meat probably just you know you know like accelerates the fact that dude you've got all this energy like run around i'm like no it's like freaking 10 o'clock in the morning i need to go to sleep so um yeah so yeah but yeah i'm hungry so i'm gonna go eat okay <laughs> well <laughs> i already ate well i know rub it in my face again why don't I'm you just saying i'm just saying again <laughs> we're glad that you guys joined us as always and uh Again, we invite anybody that's got an opinion, like to, you know, hang out with us, ask us questions, give us feedback, hit us up at the Chris and Andre show at gmail.com. Visit our website at Chris and show.com. You can find us on TuneIn, uh, Pandora, Spotify, Google Play Music, Apple Podcasts, and all the other things. And if there's a place that you're listening to us at and you're like, well, he didn't say that, it's not my fault. Um, there's only so much he can do. Yeah, <laughs> uh, we're we're having a good time doing this. We do this out of our own pocket, so we're it's free. Uh, we try not well, to pester you on social media too much. Uh, you, for those of you that do follow us there, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, uh, we are on Pinterest, but we don't really do much there. Uh, yeah. But I have created a new template for trying to highlight some of the ridiculous shit that Andre and I have an opportunity to say. <laughs> Each and every week, uh, just to kind of give you uh, some additional insight into what you're missing if you're not tuning into each episode. But um, maybe what I need to do is do a blast there on our social media channels to invite people to be a guest uh, on the show. See if we can get anybody to to bite on that. Yeah. I mean, Chris is making my job look very uh, small uh, because he's like ramped up since he's getting all the episodes published the same week. And yeah, so I'm I, at the point now where I'm like, let me bite off way more than I can chew. Let's do <laughs> video. <laughs> so for those of you, I don't know, that are listening to this and not watching, um, this is our first attempt at actually recording our podcast video session. Um, right. A la Zoom. Zoom. So we'll see uh, if everything turns out well. Hopefully I can get this all put together and we can publish this as well on our YouTube channel. Uh, if something goes horribly wrong, I'm going to edit out this part of the podcast. So you never knew that we did this. <laughs> no, it's all good, but we're glad you joined us. We're glad you listened all the way through, uh, and always share, like comment, subscribe, dislike, 
No, don't dislike. I take that back. Yeah, don't dislike. Uh, just subscribe. Subscribe to everything. Subscribe. Everywhere. Yeah. Well, not tell everything. Your, just us. Yeah. Tell your friends about us because we like you as much as you like us. We probably yeah. like you more. Yeah, that's probably true. As always, uh, thanks for joining us. I'm Andre. And I'm Chris. And we'll talk to you soon. Why did no one laugh at the oak tree's jokes? Because they were too a corny. <laughs>